Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate! Demons list now! Octopus, come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur blossoms? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie! I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome to the Deep Share. I am here with my friend Yake Hogstrom. How you doing, man? <laughs> Perfect. I'm doing really good. Uh, been resting all weekend. Been playing a lot of music because I recently moved here to the city again. So nice. I'm quite into the. You know, you need to push, 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 and just uh, continue if you want to. Uh, uh, you know climb a little bit because if you <laughs> just do it like one time each week it's uh you're only gonna maintain right yeah dude i totally feel you i've been trying to do that with the podcast as well like push more episodes out get my ass down here to the studio mm. and work work on it but yeah laziness pulls me away you know i <laughs> it's it's tough when when i when you work so much already and it's just oh yeah, it's my passion. Yeah, it's what I want to do. But oh my God, <laughs> to drag myself through it sometimes. But yeah, it's good to keep at it, man. Yeah, you've been telling me about your project that you've been working on. It's a solo project, right? You're do you're playing everything. Yeah, well, I've been working with uh, Reaper. Uh, it's like Cubase, but mm -hmm. you can uh, like uh, pull all this uh, plug. So you could take uh, software from all kind of software and put it together in that uh, Reaper program. So I have like this, uh, a lot of drum machines and uh, synths uh, and, uh, you know, ambient stuff that you make like film music with. And I've been working a lot with that, but uh, I have this little sound card that I can put a microphone in and also like a guitar and bass. So I just record everything with that and the uh, drums in like the prototype songs are like only uh, this uh, machine made drums but these they sound pretty good so <laughs> yeah you were using easy drummer right i think you uh, and i were talking about that at one point yeah but uh, they have this uh, superior drummer now which is mm. even better yeah so i yeah. used that one but it's, it's still uh, tune track they do great things 
uh, software yeah. and also EaseMix and uh, you know tons of plugs but i've been, like i said i've been doing it for over 10 years so it's like uh, i just i have collected well, i have this uh, hard drive that i have been uh, writing songs on or you know recorded songs on for like yeah over 10 years wow that's and i awesome. have i think i have around like 40 or 50 songs there <laughs> in that's crazy and forms yeah, yeah, but you know, you never get <laughs> really satisfied. And when yeah. a year or two goes by and you hear it, you sort of, you know, yeah, I don't know. It just become becomes like that. But it's nice to have that archive to, yeah. you know, yeah, to man. go back and play. You can just jump in on our, the rhythms or the lead or whatever you want. You know, it's it's nice. That's cool, good way man. to practice also. Yeah. So yeah, so you're... be back. Yeah, man, in a in a brand new place with almost no furniture so far, getting, yeah. getting all furnished. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I live so far up in the house, and uh, I to to take the bed up here was a pain in the ass, man, because <laughs> the elevator is too small. So I had to like you know, sort of throw yeah. it down the balcony here when I move out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to have you on, of course, to talk about some of Box Saga, but, you know, more than that, because, I mean, you've already taught me a bunch of different things about, um, you know, the Nordic uh, culture and, and just this, this ancient history that, it, that exists in that part of the world that I'm, my mind's just been blown open because I never focused on on Scandinavia. I never really looked into the history of it, you know, and, no. and Vi Vikings was always really interesting. And I liked that. But, you know, it seems like culture always tries to push us more towards like looking into the ancient uh, Egyptian areas yes. and Mesoamerica and stuff like that coming out of the rainforest and all of that's fascinating. And it always kind of from an American perspective, it's like, oh, Scandinavia, like European culture, that's already figured out. We already know everything about that. <laughs> it's, it's just white people. There's nothing to learn, you know, and like that's so not true at all. It's a fascinating culture. And and my God, what we're finding out about box saga is just absolutely mind blowing, but you know. The Americans is a funny one, I think. You know, I, I always <laughs> when I was when I was a child, I really thought that Americans was cool. You know, the uh, the image that was portrayed in the in the movies coming out of there, and so you know, this Clint Eastwood character is quite someone. I mean, it's just when when you're a kid and and younger, you think about two or three hundred years in history is such a long time, you know, but the older you get and if you are interested in history like me, you know, uh, 300 years is like nothing. It sort yes. of becomes very recent <laughs> in that perspective. Mm. And American history is very recent, if you ask me. So oh, yeah. a lot of your culture comes from the European culture. Uh, and oh, yeah. I, I can see that they call Sweden like little America in Europe because we are so similar. Really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. But I don't think it's just because of the t television programs and all of this, but 
it's a different story. You know, the Swedish history is a really amazing one because what I've been finding is that, uh, you know, in the Box Saga, they talk about pagans and pagans coming out of, uh, of uh, you know, the Scandinavia with uh, at least after the this second Ragnarok, you know, with the... But that's a huge story around. But anyway, what I can see is that they made some kind of comeback in the 1500s, at least here in Sweden. So, But they had to use this kind of Christianity and sort of develop it or, mm. you know, through like... this, this kind of already established Christian way we can sort of change the Christianity from within a little bit or use it. I don't know, but uh, this is how I see it a little bit. So kind of like they, they went in through the back door, kind of like let's use their symbolism or, or isn't Christianity already taking from much, much older yes. symbolism already as it is? Yes, because what's happened there in the 1500 here in the, here in Europe was that this Lutheran church, you know, this Protestant. I know that people have been making podcasts on, uh, like, you know, we all talk about like this Illuminati or Templar or Freemason, whatever, this kind of hidden force mm. is some kind of uh, bad thing only. But uh, from my understanding, there are different kind of forces within, you know, I see it's, as a the the uh, at the bigger scale, to simplify it, I would say there's like these Templars and the the assassins or the hashashis they mm-hmm. call them, so. and that's a more the hashashins or the assassins as we know them. They are this more kind of uh, religious uh, Muslim, I think, mm-hmm. or uh, it's a it's a more religious force. Uh, meanwhile, the Templars. Are the the pagan uh, pagan forces, so to speak, hmm. the Nordic? Uh, it's a Nordic thing. The heathen, yeah, it's a heathen pagan, and they use this tem- in the Templar orders and the Messianic movements, especially here in the north. You can see in the architecture and monuments uh, it's a lot of uh, heathen symbolism and references especially yeah. in stockholm here in in sweden really right if, in the heart I of mean, sweden the old, yeah the old town in stockholm is uh, amazing i mean it's uh, it's like a history portal you just you can be a guide there and have a full-time job i think so <laughs> yeah if you know about this the history Mm. But it's really amazing because, uh, yeah, that's what, where my interest has been because this box saga is, you know, it's a mythology and uh, you can uh, go through all the tapes and you can think about it forever, but you can also build on it because uh, the, the thing you want to do with the box saga is to test it, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a cipher. Yeah. It's a key. Yeah, and that's I think what that's that's what uh, it's meant to, you know. It's it develop every person that get interested into it uh, develop like a really, you know. It's not like a cult where everyone thinks the same, right? Uh, 
but it's a very cultish in one way also because it's uh, it uh, almost uh, requires some kind of hierarchy within the group because or not a hierarchy but it leads to that perhaps one is best at uh, pre- preserving like the where the correct sounds of each mm. sound in the system and you know it's a lot of debate of course but True. From what I have been seeing is that uh, every character that uh, gets involved into the box saga also develops their own unique uh, perspective on it. You know, would you say that's because? Uh, and of course, a lot of our my audience doesn't really know a lot about box saga yet, and we're going to get into it. But um, just a general question here: Do you think that's because of the phonetics of it, and that you can the, the one of the biggest claims of the box saga is that this is our root language, the root language of everything? So, would you say that because we have all of language to play with? We can all come at it from our own experiences, our own history, our own perspectives, because we're, we all know our own language and we can all see the, the, the coincidences with the phonetics that the root language of Box Saga is talking about. So it's just like anything else. We're all coming at it from our own place in life mm. and uh, thinking about certain words in our own lives that we may have found curious before you know yeah it brings a logic to to the words right like and and it goes through everything because you can easily see if a word has been you know not coming out of the pagan world also like those more bureaucratic words or Latin words a lot of these words are so like made up that it has no uh link uh what do you call linguistical logic to it within right. the sound system? There's no link to meaning. <laughs> no, it just uh, it doesn't make any sense in that mm. way. But meanwhile, all the other words that are more the older words, especially, they make sense a lot. You know, mm. uh, they, it goes straight through, especially in the Swedish. Yeah, it's just too much. You get so overwhelmed <laughs> with it. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, yeah. It, especially in the Swedish, uh, right? Language. I'm I'm a woodland uh, like Swede. My family comes out from like the woodlands. Mm-hmm. They call it the uh, because we have like two kind of people. We have the the seafarers and the woodland people. You know. Yeah. And uh, on the coastal and more inward. Yeah, the the more of the woodland farmer type. They speak a much they have a, you know, a much more slow talking, and uh, it's a different dialect. But uh, they often also use older words that are not like, you know, city words, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's still going on today with that. And uh, yeah, because if you go to Stockholm, they t- they talk completely different than in the woodland people, so to speak. <laughs> it's but uh, so for me, that is really great. I live up here in the northern part of Sweden that are the closest point of Finland. And a lot of Finnish people came here mm-hmm. uh, and they spoke root, which is, uh, which is much more like this woodland 
you know i think it comes out of the root of course it's a it's a it's much closer to root than this uh, like the finnish call it uh, this the root synkialit which they do in stockholm mm. they sing the root it's a yeah i've heard you say that they sing the what does that yeah. mean exactly i i don't are you you're not talking directly <laughs> as in like the the cultural songs are still sung in root. No, they right. sing root. I think it's more like because they talk a lot faster and uh, are not oh. as clear and they tend to bend some sounds and you know they 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 are and more once poetic. again meaning meaning gets lost, right? Yeah, it's more poetic poetical mm. or theatrical with uh, the that with word. The, the root sync, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the root is very plain and boring in one way. <laughs> so for my audience, let's do like, a, I mean, there is no easy way to do a, a synopsis of Box Saga. No. But I, I know that you will butcher it far less than I would if I was just to tell somebody that asked me what it was. So let's just give my audience a little bit of what is Box Saga? you know where does it come from and what's so crazy about it <laughs> let's see yeah, how okay. easy we can do that <laughs> well box saga is a saga that uh, are coming out of finland by a guy who called he called himself Ior bok but i think his real name was Ior uh strum what the fuck was it but anyway his old ancestral name was bok Bokström. and uh, he he uh, his family kept this kind of uh, oral tradition or an oral saga that was uh, running through within the Bokström family the Bok family since uh, like <laughs> well in the mythology they are talking about that uh, the Bok saga is like at least a couple of hundred millions years old, you know, at least hundred million years, mm-hmm. because the human race is much older within the book uh, mythology than like the scientific would tell right. you. There's the and mythology would, part, maybe. Yeah, so because they they like dividing the book saga into into different categories based on destructions, or they call right. it Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It, yeah. Yeah. But they talk about this paradise time, which is uh, before the Ice Age. Uh, and that's all. the paradise ended 50 million years ago, according to the mythology. And the Atlant East or Atlantis period is this 50 million years period. And uh, the second Ragnarök is where the glaciers starts to melt and is one destruction because they were living in this isolation period and uh, you know <laughs> developed differently according to the other races because mm-hmm. in this story they talk about that there was one article race that survived this uh, first Ragnarok with the it's the tilt of this planet yeah supposedly the uh, axis of the earth fell yeah, yeah. But inside of the box saga, it's a lot about the system that they used in Paradise. But we, uh, 
a Finnish guy would know most in detail about exactly what went going on, but mm-hmm. he should also know Swedish language. So if you both have Finnish and Swedish language, language you're, you can go really far with this. Because then you can also uh, check words against each other that should have the same meaning, you know. The more languages you know, the better. Right. For instance, I think Eeyore, Eeyore's mother, she could read over like seven or eight languages. Wow. Or, uh, or was it his sister? Yeah, there was two girls teaching him the saga. Was it his sister or her sister? I thought it was his mother's sister, like it was his aunt. Yes, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, right. Yeah, Raquel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm so learning a little bit about the family. Yeah. Good you corrected me there, but <laughs> there's so much to it though. Yes, you know? it's uh this Atlantis theory is is mind-blowing because everybody thinks of it as some specific area. A lot of people lean towards it's like an island in the Azores, but yeah, yeah. Saga, all land so, ice. Yeah, all land ice, Atlantis. And it's I when the... it was that uh, it started for me because I was like uh, really into this with the Nephilim and all this. And they always came from somewhere, you know. Right. Uh, even in the Greek, you know, they came from up, you know. Somewhere, somewhere. else, right? It's yeah, always somewhere, somewhere. else. <laughs> and, and I thought like shit, because uh, uh, a good friend, uh, Michael Tessarion, he, he's, he's told to me like, just check in the, check in the backyard, you know, uh, where you, where you live, you know, instead of just trying to go all around the world searching for answers, it's just better to focus on, on your backyard, you know? Sure. sure. So I, that's what, that's what I started to do, you know? And, uh, yeah, found a lot of interesting clues because I was really into like this with the sacred geometry and all of this. And I discovered that uh, on rune stones, we also found this uh, sacred geometry hmm. stuff, you know. So, you know, it's a, it's a thing that all culture seems to have almost. At least uh, the more, not, uh, I don't want to use that word, but uh, the more prominent culture seems to be having knowledge of this type of hmm. mathematics. Yeah, and uh, yeah, seems to I be mean, everywhere. That should at least, I mean, that kind of insight is uh, is very profound when you start to to go into it with this flower of life and and all of this because it it uh, it's like the code of nature in one way. It's a, it seems to be the right way to pursue. I mean, just with the, 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 I mean, with the snow, uh, what do you call it? The snow fling, you know, if you see, they have also this perfect structure. Snowflakes, yeah. Yeah, snowflakes, yeah. Yeah, it's It's just, it's it's just a universal thing. That seems to be, you know, nature is, should be the teacher. That has been my, like, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally from the, agree. From the very beginning in my life so mm-hmm. but the so, box saga just came like a a punch in the face you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that's and I started with that Atlantis as well. That's what caught my eye because I've always been fascinated by, you know, this mysterious, ancient, interconnected culture. But Box Saga tells it much different that there was yeah. we were all tropical at one point. That's yes. what they say. The whole planet was tropical race people. Yes. And then the Earth had this catastrophe occur, supposedly, where the oh. it that's when the tilt happened and it, everything froze and all land became ice. And then they explain how Scandinavia, right, was the area with all the hot springs where the, the, the ice just didn't go or it was way at the top where Finland was. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about this Gulf Stream because mm. this, uh, this uh, when... Uh, when the catastrophe happened, the, the first Ragnarök, it they say it's uh, it takes like a couple of months because where the deserts are today, all this must have becoming very hot, and uh, it's this uh, water that was contained down there in some fashion ended up here, up here in the on top where like the magnetic pole end so some kind of nature phenomena i don't know must have been really bad weathers and just yeah especially if it happened over months my yeah. god <laughs> yeah so they talk about this and uh, uh, the people around ulema or hell as they call it which is helsinki h-e-l hell yeah, they... this paradise land <laughs> yeah but hell, eller hel in Swedish means complete. Yeah, we were talking so, about balance. Yeah, but uh, they talk about in this uh, box saga that the entire planet was like one people or one civilization, and they, you know, with this first Ragnarök, they they all got cut off from the very central, uh, you know, cultural, and it's a very Within the culture that they had portrayed in the box saga, it was like the, the anchor or the, the head of the entire civilization, the mm -hmm. author family, they called it. Right. And uh, they got cut off for 50 million years from the Vaughn people, which are the, the Vaughner people, they call it. They have the author and the Vaughner. So even in the Scandinavian mythos, they talk about like when the author and the Vaughner meet again on like Ida Plain. <laughs> like that she so, see that right there must have been like holy shit it's right here <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but the, in, in the in the box saga you know it is so much if you just uh, turn like the perspective a little bit and can be a little bit open-minded it starts to make sense like mm -hmm. everything but uh, it's uh, quite bizarre because it's so detailed about uh, it's all based on like nature and uh it's an oral tradition, you know, nothing is written in that sense, but mm -hmm. must have been using some kind of glyphs or sim symbolic. But uh, uh, yeah, we, 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 we shouldn't really know. There are like titles that should have some kind of functions that has to do with rune carvings or right. rune car. And the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a different thing than this because the pagans 
we're really against this kind of written format because in that fashion you can sort of fabricate what we call fiction today and fiction. Uh, that, uh, in their in the in their logic or thinking from a more naturalistic way it's uh, unnatural to you know to write books like that because you start you can easily lose like logic and like that you need to think for yourself also it also detaches detaches the sounds right i mean yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. orally speaking them and that's what box saga kind of stresses is that it's all about the phonetics of the the sounds the 29 mm -hmm. sounds in the alphabet and how it eerily connects to a lot of our modern slang sometimes which is yeah, really yeah. It, it's it, it kind of it gives up the ghost right there that it's like this is something that's not just like eeyore bach was eccentric but clearly not lying and he's not making any of this up these are real this is clearly a real language that seems to have started all other languages which yes. is really wild and i don't want to take it too much down the dark path but obviously this has been hidden from us across the i mean this seems to have been you know this family tradition seems to permeate a lot of this older history and we do have the story from eeyore that the whole family had to flee at some point because the catholics were destroying everything so i yes. mean do you think that it was just a blanket situation where the Catholics were just doing their thing and they were just conquering the world? Or do you think there was kind of, uh, was the Bach family as, as important as, as Eeyore suggests? Like, do you think the Catholics were legitimately coming for them and trying to erase their yes. history? I'm you know, very they, had curious some kind about of, they were already in sweden the the swedish king there during this time he got this title hellbrennare which means like burner of hell but they were already had a, like a the knife to the throat with this uh, swedish king Anun jacob i think he's called but anyway <clears throat> he assisted the catholics in the locating uh, Helsinki and uh, and burnt it. You know, uh, it's a big treasure, and uh, I don't even think he came back from that journey. This king, hmm. but uh, they were really going after because they knew that uh, they knew that uh, you know this is this is when we're finished. You know, <laughs> right? I think that's why it has that name in the English dictionary. Because it's finished. It's finished. Oh, yeah, to follow suit with the rest yeah. of the story. I mean, if we could give some good examples, probably for the phonetics and and why this story like has the ability to ping with every one of us on the planet, kind of. You know, especially yes. in English uh, speaking as well. Like, it's supposed. I mean, English is always kind of discussed as like a newer language, right? 
But they say it's around ten thousand years, something like that. <laughs> it's just I don't know the the way it connects right back to the Bach like the the root language is is just nuts in some cases. Yeah. But there's so much uh, words that are like the same, like in Swedish. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah, because Swedish is supposed to be the they Sweden speaks root, right? Or yeah. how does yeah? And how did that happen? I mean, is that just the Catholics being total assholes no. and be like, you're going to speak the language, even though we destroyed no. your culture? <laughs> what, there's a story from the mythology. They say when this Noah, it's this Noah's Ark story, when they had to go to Gotland uh, during the second Ragnarok, they established Gotland because Gotland, they, they had seen that glaciers were just passing by this island. So they would be safe there, but they stayed in the caves there, which you can go and visit today. That is called Lummelunda Grotto or Lummelunda Cave <laughs> in and Scotland. Fu- no, it's on Gotland. Oh, got. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotland. <laughs> Gotland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they also found this uh, the rune stones there that you can find in. Uh, Museum in Stockholm, uh, which uh, is made by the Hauser family, which uh, is basically the story of hell and the pagan system. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they like caves because they can seal them off in case of hiding. You know, it's a the same thing with this uh, cave there with the uh, the Lemminkainen temple. It's also a cave or a, it's a, when you come into it, it's supposed to be like a, 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 a what they call a water lock. So you can fill it up with water also. Right. So and it's a, seal supposed it to be completely. Yeah. It's supposed to be like yeah. some big spiraling staircase yeah. or road in there and everything. Yeah. Uh, the Lemminkainen temple is supposed to be the real physical proof, right, of the Bach saga's legitimacy. Is that yeah, some ha- think so? Yeah. Some think uh, that the linguistic is an up, you know. That's true. Yeah, let's get into some. I mean, it's so hard to even get into that too, because like you could give examples like where the word people comes from, for instance, yeah. like the P and the pole, and that yeah. whole story. You'd have you have to tell. But it's very base of the box saga. <laughs> people come from a P and a pole. It's also a circle and a and a stick, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so literal and so childish almost. Like I feel like a lot of people, like even my wife and I talk about this. And she's like, it's this is what it boils down to. And I'm like, it's it seems childish only because that's where we came from. We all come from this primitive, more simple minded ideas, right? I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to look down on or scoff at necessarily. It sounds a little silly at first, but it's amazing when they didn't, they create their mathematics out of this system as well. This P and pole. Yeah. But all mathematics derives from that kind of, at, at least this kind of, uh, more natural mathematics like uh, geometry mm-hmm. then you that's need true to use, yeah so it's a i i tend to differ you have this new linear mathematics and you have the circular mathematics mm. 
And I tend to be much better at this circular mathematics. <laughs> I hate the other when you type stuff into machines and get infinite numbers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same as writing <laughs> shit down on paper versus yeah. orally passing tradition. Yeah, yeah. There's like, I've heard Jim Chesner and Michelle Merlet both speak on the, you know, putting the pen to the paper. And I, I saw that definitely as, as a broader thing, like, all of it include the technology include the just anything non-natural and that's kind of what that message seems to be you know where they're coming from a verily natural very natural traditions but that's pretty well on one side you know if you talk to these guys uh you know not all the time we talk box saga but uh, you know right very clever people uh otherwise also you know it's the I will never meet more interesting characters because often they have such a big side thing also, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the box saga is a perfect foundation, especially when you're very interested in history, because you get a really good red thread that for me personally is, uh, is the most logical because, mm. or the most that makes most sense also, because it, it really fits. I'm interested mm-hmm. in Swedish history because I'm from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, but also, gotta look in your own backyard. Yeah, but the most interesting thing is that uh, in a mythology, they talk about this Vasa families uh, from Sweden. It's a, they say it's a, a sideline from Bokström. They are really? Finnish kings. Yeah, so, and they ruled, ruled Sweden for mm-hmm. 300 years. And uh, <laughs> during these years they almost uh, crushed the catholic church really Peace. yeah there was a big crusade in the 1600s uh, and the leader of this crusade was uh, Gustav Adolf II and uh, but he was killed in battle so but mm-hmm. he already made so much damage to the catholic system so right I think what he did, he put this, the, uh, during this time, he also invented this kind of bureaucracy that we use all over the world now. It's a Swedish thing, you know, that mm-hmm. he made. And he, uh, the thing about this kind of bureaucracy is that uh, the Osser family were also very much of the uh, bureaucracy, you know, with this car system. And it's a very, it's a structure to it and you can mm-hmm. call it the bureaucracy but of course today they have been expanding the bureaucracy and built more bureaucracy but when it was invented i uh, you know it was most most uh, more uh, practical things like postal service and you know uh, institutions uh, for yeah you know just the basic functional society institutions and, and this kind that we are so used to have mm-hmm. also the first central bank was <laughs> coming with this but you know i think it was also because when when uh, you know sweden came from a, a really a burning place so to speak so mm-hmm. i can just imagine the the strife also and they had to continue using the system that the Catholic Church used because 
Sweden kicked out the Catholic Church in the 1530. Like, and hundred, over 100 years later, there was so much new military advancements and all this kind of uh, the bureaucracy, the status apparatus, so to speak, it was, uh, was like a fine-tuned machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, flipped the world around during this 300 years reign that the Vasa family, you know, uh, you can't look at it as good or bad, a lot of things, but I think also that it's about survival. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the Catholics had uh, gone through with their plans, I think Europe would have been seen and looked a lot different today. That's uh, true. Really so. Because, they, you know, Sweden also had their fingers in, uh, in America. Uh, the Civil War and uh, George Washington. They were back in George Washington. Really? Yeah, the temp- uh, there's a very high... Uh, he's a field marshal from Sweden. Called Axel von Fashion. He's on the painting there in the Declaration of Independence. Oh, wow. St- standing behind George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Because we, we used dollar at that point in Sweden, and you started to use dollar. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing dollar, dollar, and you know, it's a gold back. Hmm, how about that? <laughs> I think they copied the status, you know, the, the state uh, apparatus system that they had in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And uh, and found in America on the, a very similar kind of constitution. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's just interesting to draw those parallels and see because uh, during the creation of America, Sweden was a, a great power in Europe. You know, mm-hmm. so we had a lot of fingers in every pie. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's just interesting. Uh, when you started to look at the history, you just need to go back like 500 years and see how, uh, especially you Americans, how how your history, you know, because <laughs> your history starts really late, but if you're really yeah. interested and feel European and you have European descent and all of this and you feel very European or Scandinavian, or you can all very much relate because your family should be coming from somewhere here. I mean, yeah. I think that's, uh, I, I noticed that the Americans are most curious about their roots. And I think it's a, it's a lot it has to do with the American, that you sort of lost your root in one way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're supposed to yeah. just be Americans and wave that flag, and yeah. that's the end of it, you know? Yeah, Whereas I kind a, of see America as a mall that's been built <laughs> over a nice woodland area <laughs> you yeah. know that's kind of how i feel about america it's just like it's this newer thing it's not just a yes. new nation it's like a, it's an experiment it's uh it's not it's, the same as these older cultures these older places you know it's so anarchist <laughs> in the wrong way i would say yeah you know because uh, you know the i've heard that the original meaning for even that symbol is you know a circle with the a inside meaning order without leaders or something along those lines where, Mm -hmm. you know, you see the crazy ridiculous symbol all over the place. And that's just a a mockery of what that originally meant, supposedly, you know, I think, uh, you know, because uh, there's a story from the book saga about the Templars. Also, we don't need to go through it all, but uh, 
at one point they had to flee to, to America from Europe because this Napoleon was chasing them all out. Whoa. Yeah, so what's left so the, of them today? I don't know what they know, but yeah, like what influence could have they lost their head here. Because they had two heads to this order. It was like uh, it's very uh, hierarchy. It's uh, exactly like how it is uh, within the European society, mm-hmm. you know, with the very hierarchical society, mm. so to speak. Like a family, you steps into the shoes of, you know, the son steps into the shoes of the father, like that, that kind of right. tradition. And it's the same thing within the orders. Uh, so maybe we should uh, go yeah it's uh they had two (laughs) heads this double-headed eagle represented two heads of this uh the knights templars and and the last head was this uh nicholas the second from russia uh the Tsar there and uh, in the revolution when they killed the entire Tsar family in the you know in the beginning on the 1900s uh it it meant basically the collapse of the topper echelon of the templar order and i think it has been uh, a complete uh, takeover almost uh, from this assassin order or whatever dark force lingering but i must be this uh, more southern uh, i don't know what to call it but i call it a religious force Mm. Uh, religious forces has been taking over completely I think but uh, yeah. who knows what survives and not I mean we would it's it's a it's a battle that you will know nothing about from the inside especially now when you have this kind of technology with tactical it's so precious everything you know before you at least had armies against yeah each you other see what was happening you could see a little bit what's going on but because uh, it's it's these power players that are hiding you know behind closed doors that uh, are really pulling the strings and uh, <laughs> of course it is the same thing happening today uh, i mean sweden for example is built upon this kind of it has been built by templars sweden mm-hmm. from the very beginning at least it's type of uh, sweden that we are living in today and it yeah. has been uh, at least since the 1750s uh, or 750 years back like uh, 1250 mm-hmm. uh, uh, AD that's the creation of Stockholm it became like this three crowns are the symbols of this uh, of Stockholm and I think it has to do with the symbolism of this this three article uh, people because yeah. uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that with this uh, book of uh, I mean uh, the boat of Noah but with the, the second Ragnarok because what real uh, what happened in the mythology is that when the when the glaciers had moved and uh, like the ice had settled uh, the Osir family wanted to move back to uh, hell uh, mm-hmm. there in Finland to start their own you know, restart and rebuild hell. But there was uh, like two brothers 
uh, one called Don and one called Sven. They it's my favorite they, story. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they wanted to like create their own colonies. So Sven, he went up to Uppsala and started the, the, like the Swedish people. And uh, Don, he went down to Denmark or Den- Denmark and, and they created his race of people. And mm-hmm. in this story, like the Germans and the English, they come out from the Danish but also probably other areas also now. Mm-hmm. But uh, from the Swedish came the Scottish, Irish, and the Icelandic. And the Norwegians and the Swedish are basically the same people also. Okay. We speak very alike. Then the Norwegian language is just, uh, you know, we just uh, laugh at each other when we speak, but we can understand. Because <laughs> it's not so fucking funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh what is the two? I think it's Polish and Norwegian that they just speak English to each other. It's just yeah. like a perfect uh triangle right there, just speak yeah, English. Mm. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, this, and- is, uh, this is 10,000 years ago. Uh, Dawn and Sven, they took the Austrian language and uh, that, was become, uh, that became like the official languages. Right, the Danish right. is very I like the Swedish too also you know mm-hmm. it's a, I can understand a little bit Danish you know I have some mm-hmm. Danish friends but they also speak uh, they're the Danish uh, come also from the root but it's a it's it sound more like German you know you can really hear that the German language come out from the Danish oh so, wow that's so cool and it's it's cool like all the all the countries yeah, that end in so land are all together in this, you know, it's all these original places, all these, you know, yeah. Iceland and Greenland. That's really neat too. Yes. It's only like this Thailand, but it was called Siam before. Oh. Netherlands. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but Thailand is a little bit off, but it has, hasn't been called Thailand forever. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a quite new thing. Now there's a yeah, lot of, so... oh, go ahead. Yeah, but that's uh, how we speak Swedish, uh, according. But uh, it's it's the only story I have about it. So because our history <laughs> starts in the 1500s, there's nothing. It's like only names of kings. Oh, before that, it's just yeah. Very we had weird. a royal library library in Stockholm Castle, but it was burnt down in the late 1600s. <laughs> the entire oh. library, like half of it, got destroyed. I think or something in that scale. That seems to always happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's it's it was a really sixteen hundred up to the seventeen hundred was a really shaky period. At least at the end of the war, I mean, uh, we had one king assassinated also, like a really prominent king that kicked uh, the Russian embassies out because uh, Russia had annexed Sweden, you know. Every decision had to go through the the Russian embassy. Uh, but uh, this uh, Gustav III, he made this uh, 
strike against uh, Russia. It was the biggest naval battle, and I think it still is till today that there was going on there in the Baltic between Russia and Sweden. Wow. And the Sweden won that battle, so they had like, a, you know, it's a very honorable way you could, <laughs> you know, this is the, the way they did it, you know, a strange show some muscles and have your way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and did you say he was he was assassinated? Yes, but by uh, by this Illuminati forces that mm. uh, that's really interesting, man. He sounds like a real hero of the people. Yeah, uh, and gets assassinated. And I just I always notice these parallels. And the yeah. last time America had pretty much the only guy like that in here, publicly assassinated. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, it's this assassin. If you see this kind of methods with assassinations, if it's publicly or physically, you know it. It's a trademark. It's a, yeah, it's a trademark by this illuminists uh, or. Right. But the, it, this kind of forces has been changing uh, their face also. This Illuminati is uh, a more recent, I would say. Before mm -hmm. that, they, uh, I think they called uh, like a more Jesuit. Yeah, uh, we've heard that too. The Jacobines are more the Templar uh, style. So mm -hmm. the Jacobines and the Jesuits are going after each other. <laughs> you know. so there's that light versus dark perhaps or maybe yeah. not even light versus dark maybe they both think they're light i don't know yeah 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 of course that's always how it goes yeah. which is weird with some of the stuff that you know we accuse these illuminatus types of how could they ever see themselves as the light side you know what i mean but who knows i don't yeah. know but uh it's a that's nice when you focus on like a small country like Sweden because every it's so small and the, the 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 power center is Stockholm so everything that happens in Stockholm is so notable and uh, there was only a couple of thousand people living in Stockholm only the arist aristocracy lived there mm. you know at the Stockholm bloodbath they call it they killed like hundreds of people and it was the entire structure almost power structure of sweden that they can kill off they can pull them all into one room and you know this is how it it's it's a small country it's a, mm. a few people on a big mass of land so to speak but mm. it's just a very fascinating history what happened uh, with the revolt that the, this vasa family did and thanks for, they, they of course had the aid of the Finnish because Sweden and Finland was the same country from 1250 up to late, uh, around 1800. Uh, Napoleon, during Napoleonic ages, we lost Finland after the Napoleonic ages, yeah. Oh, okay. So... It's we're always we're talking about how this hierarchy system kind of goes back. We just see it everywhere. We see it over and over again. And I was I was having this discussion about it the other night. How the way that Box Saga kind of describes their hierarchy, it's it kind of seems like that's where our hierarchies come from. And um, I was having this talk with my wife, and she was kind of like that's kind of really unfortunate to find out that 
even supposedly at the beginning, there was this king up on high yelling down the commands to his son who was giving it over the fire to all the people. And I, but I'm wondering the way that I keep finding out more and more about these different systems that the box saga describes, like the military system actually being more of a procreative thing rather than a violent warring thing. So it's like, it seems like everything's been inverted from that original state. So I yeah. wonder if this king on high sort of hierarchy was very honestly and very literally a loving father kind of setup rather than a violent warmongering commanding king setup. Am I am I completely way off base on that? What do you what do you think? Well, I would rather look at it uh, like one family. You have the your yeah. your father and you have your grandfather and maybe your great grandfather. It's uh, mm. more that kind of perspective on it than that's the king and he's some remote snob, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's kind so of what I was more, thinking. Yeah, so it's more like one uh gigantic family, you know. Mm. it's well, very heard... strange you know in one's eye today but uh, this uh Ouroboros or the midna uh, midgorge ormen it's uh it's also like uh, this biological route so they stay one race you know also uh, they they are like one people because with this kind of <laughs> offering we also affect the immune system in the herd also i think it's uh it has many many it's a very natural way of living <laughs> it's almost like if you look at some monkeys at the television you know mm-hmm. in one way but i would see that uh, the focus is still uh, you know it's not only this kind of sexual uh, structure you know it's a uh, I think that's only leads so we can't really go into the heads of the people at the time you know it's it's such a distant concept yeah but in one way we had this system so long here in Sweden but I can imagine that it's very privative and uh, you know this is something you maybe do on uh, a more closed door setup of course Right, it's not right. like this, uh, what you would imagine in the mind, you know, uh, jumping in the crease and just banging some chick on the, on the, <laughs> in front of the tribe. I don't think it was like that. It's more right. like this kind of sacred, it's a very sacred thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, uh, we're yeah. talking about parts of this saga that we haven't even really divulged to the audience yet, but I mean... <laughs> I honestly don't even know if we should at, at, on this. It just, uh, yeah, there was some interesting traditions going on yeah. in Box Saga. Um, there's a lot of incest in the in the story because it, it, about survival, I would say, on that yeah. level, like you were suggesting before, you know. But what I was, yeah, just we're trying to emphasize this idea that this hierarchical system that we see all around the world, there's a possibility that it started as like a familial kind of thing and it wasn't you know them versus it wasn't like us versus them it wasn't the government versus the people no it was more like just a the reason why i came to that conclusion is because i heard a story about how they possibly used money back then where 
the king would hand out coins with his face on them and everybody yeah. would use them and trade them around. But then at the end of that year, those coins would get handed back in, not used anymore. It's not like the king was collecting wealth, but then new coins would be passed out with like the second year yeah. and this would continue. So no wealth was, you know, uh, concentrated with uh, whoever decided to hold on to more of them or whatever, you know, there, that system could not exist. And that immediately reflected to me, a father giving his kids a bunch of fake gold coins and teaching them about money and, and how to cooperate or something like a, like an experiment or a lesson to be learned or something, you know? I'm thinking about the, also like, if you do it that way, I, I you know, if you're taking into the perspective, all the other, aspects of this kind of uh, society it's uh, it's really based on like uh, honor and uh, respect because you always offer up you know in the system and uh, i think also this kind of offering affects the people uh, in a spiritual sense perhaps or hmm. Because uh, there's always like wisdom passing down. I mean, it's an information thing also uh, yeah. with the, that are coming with this kind of offering system. You have this kind of caravans with uh, different kind of titles as this uh, uh, gypsy or seyenare, uh, we call them. It's, uh, it's more or less titles within this system. But you have this kind of gypsy people also that were the more mystical, that... Mm -hmm. uh, were coming with caravans or the, the kind of the different kind of trade roads or you know the different uh, uh, aspects in the web of the connecting an entire civilization on such a broad scale without technology and all of this i mean it's a we really have to like <laughs> flush our brain out and start over to really uh if you are even to consider or thinking in those terms, it's a very, I noticed it's not, it's not for everyone, this kind of information, but the information that can be passed through or examined and sort of repolished to an audience uh, could be really interesting, uh, especially mm. the perspective that comes with the, with the historical part of the mythology, which I think is the, very interesting, but if you are gonna be able to understand symbology that are coming out from like the Templars and the Freemason and especially like the 15, 1600 type architecture uh, that we have in Sweden, it's a very interesting kind of symbology that are only gonna be able to be explained when if you understand uh, this kind of information like the book mm. saga yeah i'm trying to i've been racking my brain just because like i don't yet understand it anywhere near enough to just fire off about it in a, in like <laughs> no, a, a convincing way like that. <laughs> you know? right there's so much of it i mean but you know you give a few watching some of the videos on youtube or or the box saga doc info website you know five minutes of it sometimes you're like holy crap Oh my God. Mm. That's where that word comes from. That's where that it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm racking my brain. Like how, how can we deliver, help get that kind of information out as the key? Let's get this key out and get it in, yeah. you know, make it a 
palatable for Western culture that are used to nanobite little bits of information rather than taking in the full story, which is really difficult with Box Saga and this phonetic root language, you know, it's, it's crazy, but maybe some visual aid videos in the future yeah, really or something good. like that, you know? I've been pushing this so much because when I got into this, there was like so little on YouTube. And I've been begging the people there who have been with, that have been staying with ER and to just get everything that they have and just put it up on, on YouTube and mm-hmm. or whatever. It, and it seems to, they have been doing so also. So now there's so much out. And uh, that's really good because uh, if you get into the saga, you just want more and more and more. Because right. if you really, because it sparks some kind of curiosity that you know you you want to be a part of it because uh, it's so compelling and it's like the best thing about it is that it triggers you to think for yourself in uh, instead of someone you're showing something down your throat it's uh it sparks an intuition and that's more my kind of uh, way you know <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it feels so, I think I told you this on the phone a couple of weeks ago that it, it feels so personal, yeah. like getting into box saga and it makes sense why, because if this is true, which I, I don't know, like we said also on the phone that there's not many people out there like linguists and etymologists coming out and striking all this down or, or coming out against box saga. There's, there's not any pushback, at least not yet or anything, How you know, when you, they? I don't, yeah, that's the thing. They just, I think if this is on anyone's radar in those darker realms or whatever, they're probably like, just stay quiet about it. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe they won't yeah. catch on. <laughs> you know, I what think I mean? it's like this because <laughs> if those kind of people also take a look at it, uh, maybe they also get hooked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and a lot of the agenda that is coming with the, you know, the Illuminati or whatever. This kind of a society that they are imagining, it's sort of what is portrayed also with the box saga, but with another twist to it. You know, it's a, it's like they know about it mm-hmm. because I know that uh, the king of Sweden that are now sitting, he's not like actually in power, but he he's the head of uh, of these orders that we have. Mm-hmm. We have three different orders here in Sweden. Uh, one is called uh, the order of the seraphim or seraphim order it's called and we have another one it's called the svarts order which is the, like the order of the sword mm-hmm. and you have the third order is called the order of the north star <laughs> but mm. this was created by gustav the third in the, the late 1700s mm-hmm. and uh, what happened is that uh, we have a french king now that's what happened when napoleon took over we got the french king and uh, Gustav the fourth, he had to go into exile. But anyway, this uh, family has been mixing into all kind of uh, royalties here from Sweden. So they are not so much French anymore, but they have a lot of French in them, you can see. But he, they are still heads of these orders. And I saw that they had like members, like Man, uh, Manda... What, what was its name? Mandala. 
Oh, oh. People yeah. like this, like uh, some king, uh, the king of Thailand is a member, and you know, mm-hmm. people like of this elk, you know, weird. kings and uh, yeah, weird. So. Very similar to Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism. Yeah, very much. So. Oh, yeah. But they have like their own, and I don't know what else. But mm. anyway, he was like the biggest customer to your book on his presentations on the on the seven islands there on Sveaborg, where yeah. the entrance to Valhalla is supposed to be. Hmm. And uh, those uh, societies from Sweden also came and uh, from all over Europe, I would think, coming and listen to Eor Bok talking about the like 1700 history. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was supposed so to be an amazing a... tour guide in there. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. And the uh, uh, interesting thing also is that uh, he gave Eor some kind of, not title, so this king of Sweden, he gave Eor some kind of permission to have audience with the king at any point. That's so interesting. That's very weird. curious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't think they knew that, uh, or they probably knew because uh, Eor was also on national television in Finland uh, talking right. about Bok Saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't he an actor for a, a long while too? He yeah, was in all kinds of, he was performing theater. in all different areas. Yes. Okay. Theater. Right. Yes. But that's what he did when he had his speeches there on Sveaborg. He, he very uh, like a uh, theater. Yeah. He was a great you know? storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. You should see <laughs> the, the movie there. It's on YouTube. This uh, from the national television. It's, it it, it uh, exists with the subtitles now. So you can see Oh, I'd love to watch it. Definitely. <laughs> don't you, haven't you watched it? It's, it's uh, like I don't know. I mean, it's national which... television in Norway. Uh, I mean, I don't think I have. <laughs> I have. You watch it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're we're kind of we've been talking a little bit about Box Hug, and I want my audience to go check it out for themselves because, like we've both said, there's too much to really. explain the whole thing but i mean the bigger picture is that like i said it's a key and be from that key you even being a native of sweden are finding out so many different new things about your own history Uh, this is kind of unlocking it's like the door that needs to be opened and it's a beautiful thing and i love that we have our fingertips on it now and uh I know that uh, you and, and me and Dan, Dan and Aki Dan are kind of planning on something to, to bring yeah. this more to light. And I think that will be, that'll be great to do. You know, Dan's a great guy. Shout out to Dan. Yes. Yes. Uh, what I'm uh, just going to say is that, uh, you know, despite uh, everything with the Templars and uh, there's so much negative uh, mm-hmm. stuff about this kind of, but I think the, the organization in itself has been infiltrated and uh, that's why it's a bad force now. But I think, I think like in the 15, 1600, the early Protestant days, I think uh, the intentions were very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, during the reign of 300 years, when we had like almost like a Bok type family ruling, uh, the result is that uh, very liberating in many, you know, uh, breaking of taboo. Although, you know, wars and havoc has been happening also, but, you know, world affairs is uh, 
complicated matters. Uh, of course, yeah. But uh, at least they uh, they gave this uh, knowledge uh, of reading and writing to the people, and uh, that was something that uh, the Catholics had monopoly over. So you had to, you could be punished uh, by death if you had knowledge about reading in Europe. But uh, with this revolt that Gustav Vasa did, and uh, they reformed Europe more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this more, what they call it, uh, more of, you know, when you have the Bible in the home instead, like we have today, it's. Uh, it's a gift from the author, you could say. Uh, okay. Yeah. This this reading and writing, yeah, in the common sphere. It's, so it's a it's a not it's not what the religious forces wanted. I tell you that. Right. Okay. Because I mean, well, we were saying how the reading and writing, or the writing at least, was kind of uh, the descent away from the oral traditions, so it yeah. can be manipulated so easily, but. On the other side of it, you know, we can gain knowledge, obviously. Still, yeah, I mean, the modern world is built on on that kind yeah. of information exchange, anyway. So, right, it's unavoidable. If you look at it in that way, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, when you take stuff into perspective uh, from all angles, uh, you can see how complex. You know, you can't really tell it's a good or bad guy just by hearing some rumors you need to really i mean it's 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 a lifelong process i mean mm-hmm. it's uh, that's why it's so nice we can come together and uh, share knowledge i think and uh, if we are more specific like some people mm-hmm. are really know about spain or germany or fucking ireland or russia i mean mm-hmm. that's uh, that's so precious when we come together and have different kind of knowledge but we're really talking about the same thing yeah uh, but all yeah you know putting our own I, puzzle pieces towards yeah, it yeah i mean it's uh i encourage people to to do as i mean look in their own backyard i mean america also has some history but try to go even further i mean there are a lot of european it's easy to do family research in europe uh, especially from the 1500 in uh, in like germany and england and scotland Ireland, Sweden, you know, I don't know too much about the more southern European countries, but uh, I mean, it's just an interesting, you never know where, where, where you will end up. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, doing, uh, doing a lot of this research into Europe has kind of led me to where my last name, Rouse, may or may not have come from the Reds which is what, like, it's all about Vikings and the, tra- the traveling to Ireland and everything. I'm Irish as hell. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I love that history. I went to Ireland a few years back and I got to go to Giants Causeway. And that right there blew my mind because of, you know, all the mythology about giants and everything. It's all over Europe. It's amazing. Yeah. And I learned about Finn McCool and, and that those whole characters. And it I'm seeing the trickster pop up in those stories in Ireland, just as I see them pop up in, in, you know, the Middle East and everywhere else. It's seems to all be the same stories. We just need to fill in these puzzle pieces bit by bit to kind of get Mm. the full thing. I don't think our history is lost. I think it's slowly, but surely, and maybe picking up the pace of coming back together for real. 
I think if you develop a symbolical literacy and has good historical understanding, then the architecture and statues can also uh, they can also tell you a story. Like mm. as a, a great example is this: uh, Gustav Adolf II has a, a statue down in Stockholm uh, where he rides on his horse, and uh, it's like he had he's done with something and uh, behind him is this uh, roman legion armor you know with this uh, very unique helm with the, this kind of shoe brush on you know <laughs> yeah, yeah the mohawk but but it's uh, dismantled into pieces and just laying there behind him very symbolical for what he did i mean yeah. it's it's this kind of uh, way that they are working in the with the statues and architecture is a, a lot about symbology because you have to it's only references you know to is yeah it's the way of a of a architecture and this more baroque uh, i don't know the greek is also very much like this you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, so. it's this, the symbolism can stand the test of time and it can defy yes. language Exactly. This is why they love to destroy statues and this kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. I heard that uh, Napoleon, he bombed, uh, he destroyed the Sphinx, they say. He tried to, right? Yeah, but he, he shot, shot the tits off. <laughs> There's so many different interesting angles to the Sphinx. I've heard that it was once uh, Leo, the constellation, like a massive lion that was just dismantled and, and turned into mm -hmm. a pharaoh. It's so interesting. What? And how about that? Egypt connects right back to, I've heard, I think it was Michael Tessaria talk about the the word Kemp, Kemp, or how Egypt was called before Egypt. It yeah. was Kemet. And he related it right back to the word Bach somehow like could it could be but it's very i've been there in uh, karnak and it's oh you've been goats. to karnak yeah it's it's all goats 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 everywhere yeah goat symbols lined up and the, between the head and the the feet of the goats you have like the, the pharaoh there mm. or 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 uh, some great person i mean uh, it's <laughs> it's all about goats all the way through <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's always all about goats. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and now the, the goat, goat is evil. You have the sun goat, you know, it's all about this goat. The bok, mm -hmm. bok in the Swedish or English is goat. Right, bok. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of what it's referring to. It's, it's, yeah. and of course, you know, I'm sure some ears perked up at that point, like, wait, what? You know, the Luciferian symbolism of the goat yeah, is yeah. everywhere. What are you talking about? And there's that it's inversion. It. There's that inversion. You know, just like hell, just like hell is the most evil place down way down there instead of what we're really talking about, this paradisia time in this great place up north. Like it's all inverted. And yeah. that's another reason why Box Saga like immediately stood out to me. I'm like, oh, man, they've been inverting everything since the very yeah, beginning. But that's the way they do. <laughs> that's how uh, Gustav also also did uh, all this uh, Templar. It's a trick by the Templar. It's just mm, turn it. the trickster. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I thought they made so so they can just flip it very easily around. 
so uh, like not even there. as a trick but like it's for us like it <laughs> yes like uh, this military system also is just flipped around because uh, this Gustav Adolf the second he came with uh, what we call modern warfare oh and it, and it's this uh, military system where we have like this uh, different kind of titles but uh, the, those kind of uh, titles or hierarchy system is coming straight from the from the heathen system mm-hmm. the heathen offering system but instead of uh, making people they kill people instead so it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just perfectly inverted yeah right. perfectly inverted but mm. the system and organization structure is uh, based upon the heathen's uh, structure mm. that you cut by 10 this uh, captain or captain you cap you cut by 10 so you have like 10 and 1 like this exactly like you have in uh, in the author family, but it's right. just a replica. But there you have like 12 sons and seven girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first and last, they are, you know, this kind of titles arrangement here and there. It's a, it's a hidden. Do you know thing. how many conspiracy theorists and patriots are going to be so annoyed and butthurt if this whole thing turns out to not be nefarious at all and it's just been misinterpreted <laughs> and confused and people have gone the wrong direction and there isn't some big evil force that's been controlling this from the very beginning? People are going to be let down. <laughs> but- yeah, but you know... <laughs> At least we're coming with something new to the table, and it's very... It's going to be no one to hit. (laughs) I never have this attitude that I'm going to be some kind of savior or messiah. I mean, it's just... uh, It's just... uh, I don't know. I mean, it helped me. I mean, (laughs) I'd like to just have a conversation about it and... uh, have an exchange because uh, I think if you don't have, if you're really like hardcore and uh, you're really interested, like a seeker, or I think you should at least uh, have it in the in the in the bagage or in the luggage, mm-hmm. because at some point you come back to it. I think, and uh, because the momentum or the 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 massive. I mean, it's so massive, this pop saga, and uh, it unifies so many other areas under one roof, so to speak. I don't know, but it's, mm. uh, it, oh, everything does. becomes uh, this red bread in one way. It's a yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it definitely that that's what it feels like. It's like there's no turning back, really. This is no, this is what's what's what. I mean, when well, you come over this, uh, when you're sort of uh, broken the taboo over the over the more sexual side of it, uh, I mean, it's uh, I, I don't think it's healthy to have this more Christian attitude that you should be ashamed if you, you know, this kind of hide in the closet attitude towards sexuality. We don't have that. Uh, it, where I grew up, there was very natural to to make jokes and talk about sexuality, you know, mm-hmm. it uh, is sort of, uh, I mean, you can see how the religious types, especially in the Muslim world, how it affects their brain, I think also. And with these rapes and this, I don't know, it's just uh, very, very alien to me to make taboo of 
<laughs> of this. I mean, it's a, but so for me, it's not so strange in one way. But mm -hmm. I think it just gives even more respect to the female and, you know, instead of it just being some kind of taboo, a shame thing mm -hmm. that you have a sexual curiosity also. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. it's just, uh, it's just that part that it, it, it could be a little bit, yeah. You know, well, strange. I mean, are we referring to like specific parts of what the I box mean, saga talks about traditional wise, like the Ouroboros and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it's not the same kind of structure that we have, you know, with the, you know, the entire Western world is built on this more Catholic style, of course, you know, with a, with a household and you're a man and you have a wife and you have a kids and, you know, they, what we are used to in the, in the entire world today mostly <laughs> yeah yeah for the it's like a standard yeah but uh, you know i i wouldn't personally want want the the pagan system to back in now right it's kind of hard I, to I deal with that. that part of it you I know it's like we all uh like you know for for decades a lot of the philosophers and the cultural activists of uh, talked about uh, the archaic revival and bringing back all these ancient ways. And, you know, the new age movement is really the ancient ways movement, you know, but mm -hmm. the further we go back and when you look into box saga, it's like, well, <laughs> how much of these traditions do we need to break? We don't, you know, it's, and we are referring to auto fellatio, you know, getting yourself off in that way and consuming your own seed for very specific, I would say religious reasons. I mean, there's yeah. no scientific proof that that's making you the strongest breeder in the family by sucking <laughs> down your own seed. I, but that's where the term suck seed comes from. Supposedly <laughs> it's, it's incredible. This mythology that makes you uncomfortable in a very honest way. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least in the Western world. But that's what the best <laughs> thing about the box saga, I think, is that it brings forth some kind of honesty in people because it's yeah. all based on honesty. Yeah. Because it, sometimes it's just so taboo that you just have to be honest. Otherwise, well, you were bringing you up, trick <laughs> you brought up monkeys. And I hate to make that comparison, but let, let's face it. If you are children, like Lord of the Flies is a great example kids with no mm. parents you know that's what early civilization must have been like adults had no you know we were all learning about everything so I mean, it's like primordial yeah. like on a spiritual or like a cognitive level the human young spirit would be looking down at his dangly thing and going all right well what is this thing i'm gonna and and <laughs> There is no society going, well, this is what you don't do with these things, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's the beginning of our experimenting with reality. It feels okay. like that's what this story is about almost. You know? I, think, uh, I think the language uh, from the very beginning developed uh, from like naming uh, body park. Yeah. It should have been something like that. Pee in the and bowl. then naming nature. <laughs> and a different right. aspect. And, you know, developed language in that sense. Because yeah. in the box saga, it's a very rapture beginning of the human race. Mm. It's a very like unnatural way. Be yeah. uh, well, they all, because, every religion has their weird beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they say, you know, it's a wooden thing that the human beings came to be with this uh, hybrid, hybridizing 
crossing between the goat and the, the monkey. Yeah. But it's like a intervention or some kind of, because it happens right on the North Pole, it's supposedly. Mm. Right. So some kind of weird thing when, when uh, we got a part of Odin in us also. With the, this, uh, that's why they have a different name for sperm and uh, the animal sperm, which is right. Embla. Embla. So, so we have a part of the sun in us, which makes, uh, so we can speak, I would say. Right, the because clock that, in Frey's head. Yeah, this, this, uh, so we can conceptualize and do this uh, weird kind of vocal thing that uh, are really the, <laughs> the destructive force of the human in one way, <laughs> but could also be the creative side, of course. In the beginning was the word. Yeah, something like that. But uh, it's told that the, you know we, we are starting out from a pretty high level uh, because uh, the human were like in this story very perfect from the very beginning, you know. Uh, mm. So, yeah. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> so many layers that we can dig into, and I I think. Uh, you know the audience uh for those of you that are interested you know you th things are things are going to be happening with yake uh dan Anaki, dan and myself uh we're gonna yeah. be working on some things in the future possible podcasts not just about box saga by no means but digging into a lot so. of these phonetic roots and using box saga as our key yeah. you know yeah i'm thinking also that we can bring some people on there that has been staying with Eeyore and uh, has not been on any show or anything so that would be great give uh, them a voice we, maybe we can work on that because it's mostly older people that don't have so much experience with computers and all this yeah. and just to be <laughs> able to have some kind of platform to talk a little bit maybe this is something we can can try to do so we can hear from people who has been thinking about Box Saga like over 30 years or so. Yeah, I mean, and you can uh... really tell the difference when you talk to someone like in our circles that are, are really fascinated by it versus these guys that have been dealing with it for decades. It's yeah, second it's nature. But it's just, uh, a lot of them, most of them don't have the root in their head, so... It's only a couple of uh, Swedish people and uh, some very few Finnish speakers. I mean, it, it's mostly like outsiders from Germany, America, and <laughs> you know other places that uh, are very interested. Uh, makes That's a so majority of the group. So, but they have also gone the trail of uh, trying to test the story, and uh, the results are often very, very interesting. You know, when we talk about the uh, historical aspects, uh, different uh, architecture or whatever, you know, that are coming out from Greece or Egyptian or Russia or wherever on, on the planet, you know. So those people are, they are a real treasure if you can uh, get them on and have some, can, uh, you know, go into a more tangible uh, you know, in the pursuit, we, we find that everyone can contribute in this uh, 
because it's a, an ongoing discovery. It's our story. Yeah, it's the belongs story of humankind. It's it belongs to everyone. So yeah, it's man. it's it's not an effect. You know, Eeyore was never he never wanted any money for anything he did. You know, it's a uh, it's not about money in in any sense. Right. I mean, the guy who wrote the book, I think he's on a Dutch guy, but uh, it's uh, the guys that uh, are interviewed. They didn't took any money for putting that book together. I mean, it's not about money. It's it's only about continuing the like the legacy what Eeyore wanted. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I've, you know, just so you know, it's it's nothing about money. It's uh, only to in an uplifting uh, agenda, yeah. so to speak. The more we know our history, the yeah. richer it's a gift. our life is. The right. story and the sound system are a gift from the author family to the Vaughn. So it's a it's a gift to the people. Like in this story, they talk about how the author gave agriculture. The author gave domesticated animals and, uh, you know, this kind of uh, cornerstones in building cities and uh, larger scale you know, civilization at all. Uh, so the author family has always been giving. Uh, we, uh, we and often, that tells a lot. Yeah. Instead of just taking like the Catholics, they want right. uh, one tenth of your pike that you take from the lake. I mean, it's a. <laughs> yeah. Bach has given so much that they've vanished from the world basically because they didn't take 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 and and make sure they you know it's it's a completely different system and it does it speaks volumes about the character of yeah it it has volumes and also like this uh this vasa family also that's why it's so important for me to research them because i know Mm -hmm. they they come from this uh, bosser and uh, book author family i mean it's uh it's a, a theme that they have. They they are the uh, the family of good, as they said, the good guys. You know? But in <laughs> English, it becomes God. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that's just yet again how it can get twisted easily. You know, it's yeah, it's a never-ending twisty rabbit hole. It's amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, it's been real, man. I really appreciate you coming on, and um, I know we're gonna do more more stuff together in the future, yes. man. And, um, <laughs> And I know that uh, I would love for you to, if you plug, plug, any, plug away, plug anything you want, but your music, especially, I love your music as a metalhead. And if you don't mind, I would love to actually like, I'm going to put in one of your songs, if you don't mind, on the end of this episode, if that's cool. You sure. Know? Hell yeah, man. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, tell the people where they can find you if you want some, you know, want some uh, questions thrown your way. <laughs> well... You know, I, I, I usually don't go out with any. <laughs> it's a, That's fair. But, <laughs> Do you but I have a YouTube channel now, so people can find me there at least. I That's the like the only official thing I have. Cool, man. Well, Besides from my music channel stuff. But uh, my name is, <laughs> I say, Jukke Hegström. And I was close. Just, All right. <laughs> if you search for it on YouTube, this should be my channel there yeah. with the with the double-headed eagle and the swedish flag there all right man. as an awesome. uh, 
little symbol. But uh, I've been doing a little bit of uh, videos when I uh, on my own. But I have like a a co-host, and he uh, he comes from this Vasa family, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's great. He's a great resource so. to have close by. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, my Stockholm guy. That's so cool, dude. It feels like I'm going uh, down to some audience with the king when I go visit them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, man. <laughs> well, dude, we're gonna we're gonna dig into a lot, and I, I hope the audience enjoyed this little uh, crazy introduction into this yeah. this deep story, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk a, soon. <laughs> it's a deep story. It's the story behind all stories, like this. Hell yeah, man! All right, Hell everybody. Yeah. Well, have a great weekend, and uh, see you guys later. Take it easy, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs>